and welcome to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner, and this is my podcast, where every episode we make a playlist for a specific life event, moment, or occasion, always with a special guest. And today we're making a playlist for driving to the airport. Shit. Well, I'll do this part first. (laughs) Today's special guest is very special. He's a comedian. He's a podcaster. He's a writer. He's a funny guy all around. Please put your hands together in your car. Take them off the wheel for Dave Ross. Oh, hey, thanks. Thank you. I'm falling off the rails right up top, Dave. That's okay. It's a podcast. People expect very little of us. Um, I'm just, I'm too, I feel giggly uh, that I get to hang out with you. What is I know. It's been a while. It's really nice nice to see you. I saw you uh, at that party what, a week or two ago? And that yes. was the first time I'd seen you in months. Yeah, in like a real long time. Yeah. Um, How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, had a had not a great the past couple of years, but I'm good now. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, all that drop the mic stuff was a real bummer. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Have yeah, you yeah, talked yeah, a bunch yeah. of shit about that on your podcast? I haven't really. I've mentioned okay. it, but they don't they don't really know just how shitty it was. Yeah, um, okay. But, well, but I just said that it? now. Sure, yeah. I mean, I will. They, I, I worked on a rap battle show, developed it, was the first one to do it for, and did it for like 12 years, and then worked on a TV show where we did a very similar bit, and they sold it as its own bit, and they cut me out of that sale and didn't give me ownership. Uh, yeah. Or and then you were, you were worked on it and then yeah and i didn't know what to do so i took they offered me head writer and i took head writer and i did that for a little while and then they did not treat me well while i was there and then fired me yeah 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 yeah. hollywood guys it's cool it's a cool place but and uh, and then after all of that it took me a long time to realize like how upsetting all of it had been um but i feel like i'm on the other side of it now like yeah yeah. good like i uh uh, listeners i did not uh come through on all of the episodes you were expecting (laughs) 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 and that had a lot to do with it but uh the brain's feeling good. The everything else is feeling good, and uh, that's great. I'm excited to be. Back. Is your brain feeling good in complete part because of uh, time passing and you moving on, or did you like start taking pills and shit? I did also? all of the stuff. Oh hell yeah! Time dude. passed. Talk to the people who are professionals at it. The people you the get pills. money to talk to you. Oh yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Also, I call them word was, whores. This was a big one. <laughs> that's exactly what they are. You don't pour, you don't pay them to suck your dick. You pay them to not uh, to go I away pay afterwards. To suck my dick. You pay them to go. No, no, no. You're paying them to go away afterwards, and oh. you don't have to say how was it for you. You know, <laughs> exactly. It's the exact same situation. It's, hell yeah, dude. Um, Thank you. Thank you for validating my awful word. I always no. I always think of it the exact same way. Um, hell yeah. And <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, another big suck thing. My dick, you fucking therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do all of that. I don't do the sucking the dick or the therapy <laughs> dick. But um, I really feel like a big thing that a lot of people overlook with uh, with the depression in general is uh, getting the shitty people out of your life. Oh, yeah. So often it's like, how do I learn to work around this? Or it's probably my fault instead of just like, I got trash in my life. <laughs> totally. I got to get them away from me. Sometimes you got to take out the fucking trash. I don't do that. Throw I just it leave it on the, the porch. Throw it in the incinerator. Blow up the truck. There are a lot of I mean? raccoons that need to eat around my house. Oh, I get it. Yeah. You got to kill those raccoons with a hammer. You know oh, I mean? <laughs> that does make me happy. Me too. Um, so that also That's helped. That's what with I meant depression. when I said pills. <laughs> right. Yeah. Killing <laughs> raccoons with a hammer. <laughs> I mean, it does hurt your boner, but you know, yeah. it's like. Oh, yeah, totally. It makes you Because then you can't mood. fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you mean, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Your boners rock hard, but you can't fuck raccoons. When they're oh, dead. Welcome to Cool Playlist. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's really funny, isn't it, to do... There's such a stark difference between doing a podcast hosted by a friend Uh and uh, a colleague. Oh, yes. And obviously we are both... 
Mm. But whoa, <laughs> 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 fucking! It's like He Man oh, and no. Adam, you know, like um, <laughs> Battle Cat and Cringer. Because you know what was that duality? Wow. Adam? On the one hand, he wants to be battled. On the oh. other hand, he's scared. <laughs> um, that's was masculinity. Cringer, the name of the yeah. tiger. Cringer. Cr- when he wasn't Battle Cat, he was Cringer. That's that's masculinity, man. That's toxic masculinity. <laughs> it's like put those feelings away. Go fight a battle. <laughs> Come on, they're still in the same cat, man. (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) Hey, cats cry too, man. Yeah, yeah, snap, snap, okay. Just because your armor's on doesn't mean you're not afraid. Wow, it probably means you're more afraid because you feel like you need that armor. You need that armor for what, man? What's going to happen? Worst case scenario? Yeah. How about just this once? You try not killing those raccoons yeah, how with about- that hammer, dude. <laughs> but my dick will be soft. <laughs> it's a catch twenty-two, right? Because I can't get hard if I don't kill him. But, but if I kill him, I can't fuck him. Can't fuck him. Hey, wait a minute. I mean, can't you? Who's saying that? Okay. Wait. Oh my god, <laughs> this changed my life. That's what otters do. Um, what? Oh yeah, I ruin otters <laughs> frequently on podcasts. They uh, they'll they'll fuck something to death and then just keep fucking it for like days. Wow, oftentimes man. baby seals or female otters. Yeah, those things that people have like cute wall art of them holding hands with a little heart and they're like, oh otters, they are so cute. They are death. rapists. Yeah, whoa. Yeah, they're real bad dudes. Um, Shit, dude. Sorry. So that <laughs> was the part that got depressing. Um, <laughs> what was the theme for this? It uh, going to the airport to stop her from getting on that plane. That's what it is. Going to the airport to stop her from getting on that plane. Yeah, and I don't know what my. I realized that after I w- had picked some songs, mm-hmm. that probably a lot of the time when you make a playlist, it's uh, it's just one big generic feel songs that fit the mood of that. Mm-hmm. But I realized after that I scored the entire situation. That's cool. That's what okay. people do sometimes also. Uh, okay, cool. cool yeah, cool, cool, it's cool, cool, all cool, cool. that, man. All right. It's just like what what goes in this bag, the sound bag, you know, like a sound <laughs> totally. bag for yeah. this moment <laughs> and the different moments within the moment. Okay. You know? Yeah. And that bag is going to be different for different people, which is why it's, you know, it's fun because I could do a driving to the airport uh playlist with like seven different people they're gonna be seven different playlists oh sure still driving the airport still trying to tell her not to go yeah got it okay all right so yeah so all right eliza then let's make a cool playlist oh okay (laughs) are you hosting now this is great now i can i've been wanting to say that for years (laughs) (laughs) hey don't call my bits shitty okay they are very funny okay Okay. your your little they are mean Yeah, my little bits. Excuse me. Let's, Your let's dry be clear. Little bits. They are mean and they are wrong and they are bad for the world. But right. they are very funny. You're kind of a baby Alex Jones, right? Yes. Yeah. I am a very funny Alex Jones. I am if well, Alex I mean, Jones as how as funny as Alex Jones would assume that he is. Oh, uh, does he think he's funny? Yeah, I'm sure he does. He's probably he like, thinks... I'm hilarious. <laughs> well, that's probably true. People love me at dinner parties. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can you host the rest of this episode as Alex Jones, please? No. <laughs> oh, wow. All no, right. it would be fake. It would be actors <laughs> standing in. We're for authenticity. People being here to say they are. It's what's destroying America. Oh uh, man, can we? Can, uh, There's no such thing as kids. You can't shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to amend the playlist to be driving to the airport to stop the lizard president from getting on the. Oh, plane. sure, yeah, I know those songs. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's all Limp Bizkit, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, actually, it's all Bowada. It's just a... Bowada. Bowada, Bowada, Dana, 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 Dana. Oh, right, right. right just right. on a loop. Right, right, right. Um. So, yeah. So, so yeah, let's make a you, cool A cool playlist. playlist for this romantic moment. <laughs> Drive into the airport. Stop her from getting on that plane. Um. Yeah. I just f- want to be clear, though, up yes. top, I would never do this. I think that, that oh, would yeah, be unfair talk- to a person. Wow. Okay, well, let's talk about that, because we should talk about why, why you picked this playlist. Because I think it's funny. I wanted to do something epic. I Well, okay, so there are, like... I make a lot of playlists, actually. I'm I, not saying you don't. I well, I didn't mean to say it as if I was being defensive. Uh, I make a lot of playlists, and there, and so there was like one of two ways I could go with it. I could have just like picked something that would have been fun to like put together a mood, but then I also something that I do in my life is I, uh, and I th- maybe a lot of people do this. I'll like I go for a lot of walks, and then while I'm on that walk, I will like try to time things in the walk with the music that I'm listening to. Like you're walking to the beat and then you're yeah. like like jumping up on a curb, pointing at a girl and then, yes, then you exactly. high five a dog just yes. on the beat, all of it. Exactly. Cool, 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 cool. All of those things are things I have done. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. I yell that kind freestyle of... walking like a lot. <laughs> How would people know what you're doing if you don't do that? Exactly. You gotta yell it. Otherwise, Otherwise they'll be like, he's going to be walking normally, and then they'll be in your way, and they'll be like, whoa, totally. this is out of line. But right. once you say that, they're like, everybody oh my God. clear. Totally. Freestyle walking. We should, we should kneel at the edge of the sidewalk so uh-huh. we are a part of the music video happening in this mm-hmm. man's brain. Yeah. Kneel on one <laughs> kneel, the other knee up. Totally. And just like nodding our heads and looking at each other, smiling like, wow, look at what he's doing. And we have to make sure to put on our color-coded jumpsuits. Sure, sure. Yeah, right. And then do some of that, that uh, choreography that ca- comes before the breakdancing. Exactly. Yeah, that like I'm gonna get getting ready to get into the breakdancing circle. I, it also is a good reminder of me to flick this domino to start this Rube Goldberg machine that results in the end of the video, oh, which right. is like some explosion of paint the and Goldberg the name of the song. machine that you have with you at all times. At it's all right, times. Right here with the coffee pot and, yeah. the, and the pulley in, yeah. the, in the studio. Well, I'm going to wait. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay um, cool. It's mostly the beginning. I'll like, as I'm walking out of my house, I'll try to like time the song. So like once I start walking, it's like. It's very satisfying. Right as the song drops or whatever. And uh yeah, so I like the reason I picked this was I wanted to do something like that, something that was like epic, like a scene, mm-hmm. something that would be fun to imagine uh just creating from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, specifically, I don't really know honestly going to the airport to stop her from getting on that plane, especially nowadays is not really my vibe. <laughs> right. But it I'm 36. I'm not going to do any... I've done a lot of emotional things. Uh I have in my 20s. Not driven the airport to stop someone from getting on the plane, but equivalents of that. You know what I mean? Right. You do realize that this is foreshadowing you saying this, that eventually you will now have to do this And it's going to be you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or a raccoon. Yeah. (laughs) Me and a raccoon with a broken dick. (laughs) (laughs) Right before the raccoon walks on the plane, I kill it with a hammer. (laughs) I've been running for hours. And I'm crying (laughs) and I'm like, I've been waiting for you to do that for too long. Um, No, like not even if it was a girl that that was like... um, um, like there, were, there had been some sort of romantic comedy style misunderstanding, yeah. And you finally, like at the last minute, realize, oh my god, she thought I meant this, or you can. I meant I, the exact opposite. 
I would do that. Okay. I absolutely, I love love. I want to be in love. I, and if it came to it, I totally would. I just don't really think that my life anymore is going to take itself to such a dramatic turn. Mm. Like, I really doubt that, because in order for that to happen, that would mean both of our phones are gone or off. Yes. And I waited completely to the last minute. Yes. And you also, like, in the moment when things were kind of weird, weren't like, hey, did you did you understand what I was saying just now? Like, did that yeah. make sense? Or... Yeah, right. Yeah, we, that's true. I communicate way better now, I think. Also, it's yeah. not the end of the world anymore. That's the thing that always gets me with the running <laughs> to the airport. I'm like, can't they land and, like, you pick up a phone? Like, oh, yeah, I'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> Let them go shopping in another town for a little while. Like, come on come, back. I feel like in a lot of those movies, they're coming back, like, in a month Yeah. also. I believe that is literally in the um, uh, uh, Love Actually one. It's like, okay, well, she's going to be back after Christmas. Oh, You'll great. see her then when she's still in your class. That's great. Um, spoiler, if you haven't seen the end of Love Actually, they all kill raccoons with hammers. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were just referencing that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I get that. And I but do I feel it like... it it was like fun and epic and weird. And so... And you're you know allowed what? to have big emotions. That's the, that's the yeah, moment where you're I supposed figured it to would have be, Yeah, because it's like love. And, and also because it's a trope in movies. So it it's a is. scene that we can all imagine. And you can get really silly with scoring it because it's not real. So I just figured it would be really fun to pick music for something this epic and, quite frankly, stupid. <laughs> right, yeah. you're. I get it. You're above love. It's yeah, never yeah. going to happen to you. Huh. Don't bump into a girl with a coffee cup as soon as you leave the studio. I have, that would be, that would I be have actively cute. removed all be. sliding doors from my life. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no missed opportunities in my entire life. <laughs> you know, the more you resist love, Dave, the more it does something cute in a library. I can't even hear you. Okay. I cannot even hear you right it's now. It's just a whistle tone. I've got mail. You wow. Know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's the oneness we're all trying to achieve. I have not one time slept in Seattle. You know what I mean? You shouldn't. No it's, one they, should. They'll steal your underpants. <laughs> They don't do what? anything weird with it. They just wait. What in Seattle? They, they, they steal your underpants. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like why you're not supposed to sleep in hotel rooms in Seattle. What? Or like yeah, <laughs> they have this citywide thing where it's like some sort of contest where they're all trying to collect the most underpants. <laughs> oh wow! They're not allowed to. And buy do they call it. them underpants? Like yeah. are they little little toddler people? No, <laughs> that's disgusting, Dave. This is adults only. Stealing underpants. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and they say underpants in their grown ups. They do. Okay. <laughs> um, so let's get into the playlist. Uh, so the first song is mine, kind of setting the stage. <laughs> no, it is mine. Mine. Mm, it is my choice. Mine. Oh, it's mine. Okay. You're gonna like it. You're gonna want it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my first choice is uh, "She's My Ex" by All. Whoa! Yeah, you're right. Oh, crazy. Yeah, this like. Uh, takes me back. Right? You know well, it I should mean? take you back to 1989, the year that <laughs> All Roy's Revenge came out, the album on this, um, upon which this is on. Sure. I, lo- I loved All, All Roy's Revenge. Uh, this, would be, this was a I, real Discman hit for me, walking around. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, this is like a lot of things uh, all at once, this song, because I, I mean, I just, we don't talk about it that much. I forgot that you and I share being 
punk kids. Mm. And uh, you're more of a, like a pop punk. I was more of like a, a straight edge, like hardcore. Oh, that's right. But this, this, I, I, this was some of my pop. You know, punk. it's true. Like I, I was for sure a pop punk kid, but my, I tend to get along with like regular people that were into like punkier shit than I was into mm-hmm. because no one listened to anything punk at all where I was from. So uh, my you're reason- from like Rochester, right? I'm from Orange County, New York, which is like oh. an hour north of the city. And But my specific hometown, I went to, I graduated with like 85 other kids. I was one of two punks uh, in the whole school. Yeah. So like my reasons for getting into punk to pop punk were very similar to people's reasons for getting into street punk or hardcore or whatever, mm-hmm. which was- fuck all of these people around me. Yeah. Yeah. I need a community. So, yeah. Whereas, like, it was funny, all the stuff that I loved, I moved to L.A. for college, and uh, all the people that I hated that bullied me in high school were listening to what I listened to. It was cool out so here. So frustrating. So frustrating i um i remember like i getting frustrated with this when the same people would switch like i was a comic book dork and mm-hmm. i would read comic books and then when the watchman movie was coming out my friends who had made fun of me were like hey uh watchman's pretty cool and i was like what the fuck are you saying to me how oh, dare yeah. you yeah how dare you that happened to me I literally it. i was a huge blink 182 fan in high school i specifically of Dude Ranch and Enema of the State. And then by the time <clears throat> Enema of the State had been out for like a year, I was sort of waning on that and listening to more like hardcore-ish stuff mm-hmm. and kind of frustrated with Blink-182 because they were obviously like they're... Well, they also, that's a, they have such a weird thing with like their p- almost parody song is what popped them. Yeah. Like them making fun of boy bands yeah. is their big hit. So people totally. were like... That's what you are, and they're like, mm, "That we were making fun of that." And well, but then they leaned into it. Is yeah, the thing they yeah. they owned that they decided, you know what, we're gonna be fucking millionaires. We're gonna be millionaires. Pop, punk people. We're and when that happened, I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, guys, damn it!" And then "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" came out, and everyone in my high school bought that record and loved it. And I was like, I fucking hate that record, and I hate all of you who literally <laughs> used to push me into the wall for wearing a Blink-182 shirt. Mm-hmm. Very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Very frustrating, guys. Wow. I know you're listening. You can name names. Name names. Okay. Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that guy you got to let it go with that guy, though. You've already <laughs> dragged him on enough podcasts. and No, I- you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You know, there are good people on both sides. <laughs> Um, I had to, we got to build a wall to keep the Obamas out of this. Oh country. boy! Yeah, yeah. This is getting very dangerous. This or wherever you're that born. That is not where they're from. They're from Kenya. Oh, that's right. Um, well, that's fine. Okay, so, <laughs> but you were an all fan, Descendants, just all, which both all first because I samesies. Oh, really? No way. Yeah, yeah. I guess probably because they were actually around and Descendants had broken up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, by the time I was listening to this, it was like I don't know, a long time after it had come out. But I think that I had like tracked my way back okay um, yeah. and then was like oh that's what those t-shirts all the the dudes that work at the radio station with me mean all right. those uh, exactly. milo t-shirts exactly the descendants thing. little uh, logo guy yeah i like Bella. i found all first because so i like my the way i got into punk was i heard damn it on the radio literally and then i was on the ta- radio yeah damn it from blink 182 oh right. yeah that song started playing at the on the rock station near where i grew up mm-hmm. at some point and I was like, I've never heard anything like this. And then I was on a, I was on a soccer team with some older kids, and I was just wouldn't shut up about Dude Ranch. And one of them was like, I'm gonna buy you some music, man. And I was like, okay. 
and he came to the next soccer practice with a copy of White Trash, Two Heaps and a Bean from No FX, mm. wrapped in tinfoil. And I listened to that, yes. Mm-hmm. I listened to that, and then I looked up the record label. It was on Epitaph, mm-hmm. and just bought the la- the their last comp, which was Punkorama 3. And then, like, all was on that and Bouncing Souls Those and all comps that shit. were great. They were the best. Yeah. Yeah, they were, like, uh, my friend ran a label that did one, and so it was, like, all these small... Oh, really? Yeah, these, like, southern punk bands. Cool. Um, it was... Uh, he. he one, I know. I remember one of them was called "Attaining the Supreme," from the um, like as a takeoff on the Shelter album "Attaining the Supreme," but it was like a Pizza Hut logo. Oh, cool! So it was like the Supreme Pizza. Such a great <laughs> your name. beliefs mean nothing. You know. That sort of thing. Is your friend Tim Barry? Is that no? But he is one of my friends. Yeah, I, I tried to that. work some uh, avail yeah. on here. I mean, Fred, when was the last time I talked to? He's a sweet guy, though. He's really great. Is he? That's cool to hear. Yeah, Avail's great. Yeah, when yeah. I was um, he, you know, they when I was in high school, they were like the big band that everybody went to see, and yeah. all the all the other local bands would like dream of opening for. Um, and then when I moved to London for a little while, they were coming through, and I my big move. Have I told this on the podcast before? I maybe have. Um, my big move was making vegan chocolate chip cookies and putting them in a uh, a vintage lunchbox that I got from like a thrift store and uh-huh. taking it to the band. Oh, and cool. that's what I did because I was like, I've been on tour. Bands are always fucking hungry and unhappy. This, Hey, here's some free cookies. Yeah. Um, from a cute small vegan. And it's vegan, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and somebody probably in the band is because you don't want that guy to be like, oh, well, I can't even eat them. So yeah. like, there you go. <laughs> um, so I did that and they were like, whoa, you're neat. And I was like, I'm from Richmond. I remember being at parties with you, but I was probably way, way too young for you to have even seen me in the corner. <laughs> um, and then for the rest of the... European tour, he sent me uh, postcards. Oh. And then when they came back through London, I, they were like, you gotta come. And I came and cool. uh, hung out. And then when somebody broke a string um, and we're restringing it, Tim was on stage trying to burn time. I was like, oh, here's a funny thing our friend Eliza said earlier. And I was like, this is what my life is about <laughs> now. Funny things make people say your name at punk shows. Oh, whoa, crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, and I ran into him Does a couple times. Does he know time- you credit him for... Oh, probably not. I ran into him a couple times at like Target when I would go home for Christmas, but it's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> you know, he's probably out riding the rails or something. Sure, yeah. Seeing America. When I, one of the, like the, biggest letdowns of my life which was unavoidable it was coming no matter what was when i realized that people in punk bands do shit like go to target oh yeah yeah <laughs> i just figured oh, i used to ring up guar at my grocery store well oh yeah they're a richmond band yeah whoa yeah that right? was my first like i'm whatever 12 years old job 13 years old were they wearing the gear no <laughs> no so it took like you'd have to know who it was Where's your natural yeah. peanut butter? <laughs> That's exactly right. Yes, <laughs> they weren't buying that. What a natural! Yeah, they, oh yeah, they're anti-Jif. Um, yeah, you gotta be anti-Jif because Jif <laughs> is uh, fighting against the government and trying to tear down the militias. There's no such thing as children. Okay, Alex Jones. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know that that all album, All Rise Revenge. I didn't. You end didn't. Up, Mass Nerder was the one that I bought, which okay. I think was maybe the one after that. Uh-huh. And I later went back and heard some of all, but I like. Yeah, that was not one of the ones I had. That oh, song's good, though. Thank you. Yeah. And I think it's very apropos. It is, it's about, like, being friends with your ex, but really being in love with her. Yeah. And, like, okay, so this is how we're hanging out, but, like, I'm having a really hard time letting go, and I really hope that I get you back someday, but but it's not like, you have to be mine. Yeah. It's just like, ugh. That was one of the things I liked about punk a lot, at least this genre of punk, that the way that they talked about relationships was uh, 
very reverent of them, mm-hmm. very respectful. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Because Sometimes. At least what I got into. Well, but I do think that going back, looking back at some of the stuff, I have noticed that there's a little bit of that uh, say anything thing where like the stuff that I was like, oh, that's romantic. Now I'm like, you should not be at her house. (laughs) You shouldn't be. Oh, for sure. Waiting in her driveway right now. This is. Well, I don't know specifically what music you're talking about, but I definitely feel that way about emo. Like Mm -hmm. taking back Sunday is the worst. It's just like, I'm going to kill myself if you don't date me. Just like, fuck that. Yeah, that's obviously. And uh, I'm sure some of the bands that I listen to are like what you're talking about. What I'm, but what I'm like, I specifically, my high school, there was a lot of like good macho, nice boy. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of macho (laughs) aggro bullshit. I felt very alone. I hated that. I've always been very like, I really, it, I didn't know it was called this then, but I always hated okay. gender oh. roles oh, was, and the patriarchy. I've always like because it's sort of been a cuck. Yeah. yeah. And it like made because those expectations put on me made me sad. And I mm-hmm. didn't want to be I mean, shitty to women. So I much bothered sense. me. Yeah, yeah. It's like like uh, I've gotten shit sometimes for saying things like this, but I, I feel like for as much as the patriarchy has fucked over women, it's fucked over men just as much. Do you get shit it's for just, saying that? Yeah. Because sometimes guys will be like, oh, yeah, poor men. Huh? And I'm like, no, I'm not saying poor. Men. Yeah, I get it. You get better like promotions and, and parking spots and stuff at your jobs. But it's like all of the human qualities got divided up and half were given to men and half were given to women by the patriarchy. We got all the like, you're allowed to feel things and you're allowed to think like express yourself and have that be important to you, but you're not allowed to be ambitious or go or or get a job or like pursue things or be aggressive and the reverse for men. You have to be aggressive. You have to pursue things. You can go as far and far and hard and fast as you want, but you cannot feel anything about it and you cannot mull it over when i was a kid i very especially as an adolescent i thought all the time uh that i wanted to be a girl i said it a lot and it wasn't it wasn't a gender thing actually like i thought it was the reason i was thinking that were because of the roles that I associated with each gender Mm -hmm. that we're talking about that I now know are bullshit and you don't have to follow them. But with me, I associated a woman with men come to them. So it's also had to do with heterosexual norms too. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking like, if I were a girl, then I would like boys and then I wouldn't have to hit on them. They would hit on me (laughs) because I was terrified of talking to people Mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to stuff like that. And I do want to say very quickly, I don't want to get on a soapbox, but whoever is in your life that says, oh man, it's so hard for them. It's bullshit. I'm very annoyed. No, this sounds like people that are close to me. But I just feel like that's something that very often men are like, like we're not supposed to feel feel bad for us. Yes. You know, no, and I'm, I like, just, I'm not saying the that. The reason I'm pointing it out is that I do think in this current era where we're talking about the patriarchy and stuff, yeah, I've heard that. I guess people are like, I've mentioned that the patriarchy affects men too. And people, yeah, I guess, yes, you're right. I, I've, I've felt the same thing. They're like, oh, so hard for men. And it's like, could we fucking be adults, please? Well, yeah, of course it's harder for women. Well, it there, doesn't mean it can't also be difficult for men. There's just no nuance anymore. Yeah. Which, on, on any side of the political spectrum, the, because everything is so, I guess, internet-based, which is no tone, no face, it ha- and yeah. very often a, sh- a finite amount of characters, like on Twitter... Like it can't be, can't have a nuanced idea. It has to be 100%. It also turns out that we all have mental illness. And the reason (laughs) that I say that is obviously that's very true for a million reasons. But the biggest reason is 
we are all screaming online mm-hmm. everything we write because of what you just said. But the more fucked up thing is that we are all reading every tweet as screaming. Oh, yeah. The tone that you read things in is a big at deal. At 11. Yeah. For... L- Basically everyone on earth. Everything would be way better if we would read tweets in just a normal this kind of voice, but we don't. We read them like they're like, fuck you, I'll kill you. Ah! Like that's how we look yeah. at Twitter. I find uh, whether it's Twitter or any kind of or email or whatever, any kind of written co- communication, my, um, my tactic is to try to hear it in the best possible voice and respond to it that way so that then if it, they didn't mean it in that voice, they have to double down and explain to you that they're being an asshole. That's great. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, it's really it like when I can do it successfully, it's pretty great cuz usually they're like they're not going to do that. They'll just be like, "Yeah, okay, I I meant sure, thank you." Wow. Instead of, "No, no, that was sarcastic." Yeah. You should have felt bad. Like what what, what How could you possibly adult person is going to do that? Yeah. I've also found, yeah, like uh like, maybe what this is maybe this is the tone you're talking about. I like if someone's being mean to me, I tend to try to like let it go, and if it keeps going, say something matter-of-fact about how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And almost every time I do that, I find out they're a fan of mine that misconstrued our relationship. Like, oh, yeah, that happened. They, they think that they're close to you because they yeah. hear you talk in their brains all the time. Totally, yeah. And then, like, there's a guy... Uh, that I that I know and like I've met him in person and we knew only online but never got close because I only knew him online and he started just like tweeting mean shit at me <laughs> it happened for months and one time he did something that was just so direct and and rude I DM'd him I had already been following him I DM'd him and I said this is all I said hey man quite plainly what the fuck is your problem and he he wrote back immediately oh my god I'm so sorry I've been doing this for months haven't I I'm so sorry he like it hadn't even yeah. occurred to him. Yeah, I've had that kind of exchange a few times where uh, if they follow me, then I'm generally like, hey, I feel like this is a weird thing for you to say as someone who's following me. You maybe don't know that I don't know you and I and it doesn't sound the way. That, how do you think it might sound to me? And yeah. they're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. You're good at that language. That's good. Um, sometimes. Sometimes I'm just like, go fuck yourself. You right. know, well, <laughs> but we try to be the best person. Can't help. Yeah. This shit makes you mad. It makes me mad. Yeah. Anyway, back to our playlist. The next song in it is yours. This is perfect, actually, because, uh, uh, like I said before, I, I I came came at this from like a scoring it kind mm-hmm. of place. So I like that first one is sort of establishing she's my ex, mm-hmm. and I'm picturing this dude just like sitting in his car, like, wah, <laughs> she's my ex. Well, maybe and, it's been okay. Well, well, okay. You tell so your story. I don't want to. The wanna, reason I, I picked this it. this yeah. first song, it's called "Mirrors." It's by this band, Crocodiles. Um, it's a one of my favorite songs. It's like a really sort of. I don't know, it's very catchy, but it's also really lush, and it's a punk song that's like pretty fast and drives forward. But like, if you hear it, this is how it starts. So while I was listening to it, and I was like, this feels like. The wheels turning like in a person's head, something. like, oh my god, yeah, I love her. <laughs> I should do something. What can I do? Uh huh. Yeah. I should go. I should go. You. Know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> He's in. Capacity. I have to tell her right now. I'm gonna go. I have yeah. to tell her. I have to tell her. We gotta. Should like, I go? I mean. I mean, what if she fucking says no, dude? What if she? What if she doesn't want me? Here's the, but what if she does, I took, dude? I took little notes on yours before I did any research or added any of my mind. Can you can you read what I wrote on that one? One pop punk, 
decisive. Now I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the moment where it's, it's like, wait, turn it up yeah, a little keep bit going more. with it. Um, cause it, it is very like a long moody sort of intro. Yeah. And then it's like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And then it picks up this a little. Is, yeah. This is when it's like, oh, I definitely have to go. Totally. Can you fast forward a little bit? Is that possible? Yeah. It just like keeps yeah. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the roommates are like, but Dave, dude, what? you didn't fill up the Sunny D. <laughs> yeah, I can't totally. do it right now. Dude, brownies are in the oven, bro. <laughs> That's me. I got to go why get Amanda. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bro. Fuck yeah. Go get Amanda, Take the dude. toadster. That's one of their trucks. <laughs> but Amanda is not even, Amanda's not even your girlfriend. I know. She's your My ex. girlfriend's Nicole, and she's right here. And Why I are you hate doing her. this, Dave? Why? Shut up, Nicole! Shut up! <laughs> the uh, the oh, worst. This character's like a piece of the shit. The worst aughts romantic comedy. I mean, that, there was a lot of really bad teen romantic comedies in the aughts that were basically that. That yeah. were like, yeah, sure, I got this girl, but she's an ugly bitch. <laughs> totally. And her friend is even fucking worse. Yeah. But oh, that we- girl. The one from the bowling alley? <laughs> she didn't question any of my stuff and just Dude, laughed. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. That girl who just accepts everything I say, no matter how much bullshit She's it is. She's a redhead. <laughs> well, normally redheads are fucking ugly, dude. But finally, I found one that's just fine. She just sort of shrugged. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think so much of it comes... I think the the, da- the daddy of that genre of... Uh, um, romantic comedy is Woody Allen. Those are all the Woody yes. Allen movies. Yes. They're like, this, fu- this fucking bitch keeps woman. talking and being weird. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then this girl on the street who's young and hasn't said anything <laughs> kind of <laughs> seems wise. Oh, we were talking about that that phenomenon in punk. I The band I was specifically thinking of was Bouncing Souls, because Bouncing oh, Souls, yeah. they have a song called Quick Check Girl. This is the so- specific song that made me be like, oh, you can... Be like me and also have fun mm-hmm. in life. You don't have to be mean to get people to date you. Mm-hmm. Quick Check Girl is literally, he had like, he delivered newspapers and mm-hmm. he would go to the Quick Check once a week and deliver the papers and he was in love with the girl there and they would talk and he would make her laugh and he always wanted to ask her out and then uh, he like wrote her a letter and he like goes to the Quick Check and he hands it to her and then he like runs away. And then she writes back to the letter and she's like, I have a boyfriend, but I, you're nice. Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, all right, that's fine. And then he like kept going to the quick check and they were friends. And then one day she was gone. That's the whole song. Yeah, it's like not. Okay. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> shocked that uh, Bouncing Souls, spoiler, did not end up on this playlist because yeah, there, there were totally. quite a few that I kept. I was like, eh, no. Eh. And as far as like romantic comedy, I mean, they they're. They started out making songs about romantic comedy. Totally, exactly. They literally <laughs> like some quote kind of them. wonderful, and yeah. And then the second half of their career is every song is just like, "What if I was on a boat?" Like that's every. <laughs> <laughs> You're your own hero. That's right. like all their music now. You know what move I pulled on the Bouncing Souls? What's that? Vegan cookies and lunch. No shit. Hell really? yeah, yeah. Got some I'll free shirts from it. That. They did. I'll, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so you got the next one. Okay, so the next one is... By the way, so far, this is a pretty cool playlist. Oh, <laughs> get ready. I, you might want to hold on to your hat there. Okay, I'm going to hold on to my hat okay, and great. my horses. Because the next song uh, is Liza and Louise. Oh, <laughs> fuck off, dude. <laughs> By No Effects. Hell yeah, dude. I love slightly problematic pro-gay pr- punk rock. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I just felt like if I'm making this playlist, I need to address the uh, the the gender thing and like, yeah, maybe it's a girl who's like, fuck, yeah, I've had enough of men. 
I gotta drive to the airport and tell her. Oh, absolutely. So this is uh, the uh, only reason this podcast, this playlist isn't gay as fuck on my side is I'm not gay. I like want to be <laughs> real bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure, no. sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I like I, want to. I know you've you, you've you've walked down the road as far as you can go. And then I was like, nah, fuck. I'm just makes me pass out. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I wish that I was running to the airport right now to stop Fat Mike from getting on that oh, plane. Sure, sure, yeah, sure, dude. sure. I want to marry him. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the the guitar I stuff is. I do not is, want to. Uh, yeah, I because. <laughs> Feel like the 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 real uh, <laughs> the real showstopper in No Effects is the guitar, not the boom. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So this is off of White Trash, Two Heaps and a Bean. Oh wow! Did you know that that I was didn't. my first punk record? I did wow, not. Cool. But I was like, I think this might be a cool twist on the whole like because it also just the frenetic energy of it does sound like well, we gotta run to the car. Come on, get out of the traffic. Totally, you totally. Know? Is the song? I mean, I know uh, I do remember about Liza and Louise that she. Uh, Liza is straight at the beginning of the song uh-huh. and then like is like pissed at her ex-boyfriend and goes to a bar and meets Louise and then they get together but is there an element of I like I don't even remember if there, there's actually a bar in it but it, it's like Liza's had enough of men says she won't go back and says they don't know how to fuck so, and then then she meets Louise says will you make will you take your clothes off please and with a oh, li- yeah. with a flick of the tongue and a some of that yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I did have a, a friend in high school named Louise and so people were like <laughs> <laughs> About Whoa. us. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. So I could of not course. avoid not knowing this song, but it is a great song. Is there an element of like one chasing the other in the song? Not so much, but okay. I, I do feel like it's like, oh, it's a whole like watershed thing for Liza, right? Yeah, totally. Being like, oh shit, like that same, the realization thing, whether it's, um, oh man, I Life love changing. that girl. Absolutely. Or it's, oh, I love that girl, you mm-hmm. know? Um, right. Yeah. Right. So I, I felt yeah. like uh, it, it fed, fit in. I mean, honestly, it, driving to the airport very fast, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a, a genre of, of music. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. One time I was stuck in a uh, car to the airport and the dude was playing slow reggae and it made me want to peel my skin off my face bones. It was <laughs> so... Because it was going to LAX, so it's, you know, it's one of those <laughs> drives where... You're getting later and later as you go. Like somehow, it's right. time is moving backwards, and you're like, yes. well, "How am I still moving forward?" But <laughs> now it's I'm even farther. <laughs> um, and so my energy inside was like, <laughs> and to have like, I was like, "No, it's making it so much worse." It was like listening to incense. It was very upsetting. Yeah, I mean, just don't play that in a car ever. Yeah. Unless you're alone, and that's what you like. Yeah, you know I mean, don't and you assume... don't, ha- and you would be alone because who likes that? You know, yeah, you don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, you like shit hang like out that. in your fucking car. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, like it's just like people who like coheed in Cambria. If you like coheed in Cambria, no one likes you. I don't know Coheed and Cambria. Aristotle is a good friend of mine. He also produces my podcast. He's yes, he, you're, you're in one, the studio, and he loves Coheed, and so and I do not like them. Uh, so, so you like to drop the little ref in for? Yeah, uh, it's just I just like to fuck with Aristotle. Uh, I also don't really hate Coheed. I just know he likes them a lot. Oh, uh, that's fun. Coheed and Cambria is also. I will say this. It sounds mo- like Crimson and Clo- Clover said incorrectly. <laughs> yes, it does. It's uh, they're like a screamo band, metalcore sort of. Fans of Coheed and Cambria tend to, you have to have a sense of humor about it because it's like emo Led Zeppelin 
It's like super oh. epic, and it's every Coheed and Cambria album is a concept album about this couple, Coheed and Cambria, that are like star-crossed lovers across different planets and moons. Oh, there are okay. also comic books that they've written. Real dorky. So I make fun of it a lot. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone who likes it is a loser. Um, everyone. Yes, yes. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah. I'll add it into the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's so like that's it the fun. next. That's the next song. When, you want to add your song? Yeah, yeah. The cool, next cool, one cool. fits right in there. It's perfect. Well, it's like I mean, I, I do this on purpose. You know? No, you're killing I, it. You are you, really good at thanks. making a very cool, cool playlist. playlist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. Like now we're obviously like in the car, yeah. speeding, yeah, blasting Liza and Louise, and mm-hmm. this next one, honestly. I picked, I've been listening to this song a lot, and it really, it's what I listen to if I'm like driving somewhere and I like am kind of in a hurry, but in a good mood mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. feeling like, yeah, I'm going to get there, man. Yeah. She loves me, dude. Mm-hmm. It's called I Don't Matter At All. It's on Pew Pew Pew's last album. Yes. That would be Optimal Lifestyles in, uh, from this year, 2019. Yeah. They just played the song on uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers, which is how I heard it for the first time. So I'm friends with this band called Pup, and they are friends with Pew Pew Pew, who are because they're all from Toronto. And so they share their stuff a lot, and I found them through that and already liked them and heard their old record, but I didn't realize they had a new record out. And then I like saw a link to their Seth Meyers, and like they honestly crushed it on Seth Meyers, which it's hard to make music seem good on late night i was i was about to say i w- the, the fact that you found them from this already stopped me in my tracks because i was like oh i would never pay attention no. to a song on tv no like it's so difficult there are so few performances that i'm like wow i liked that which must mean it was mind-shatteringly great it was mind-shatteringly <laughs> great it really was yeah i mean it's just a it's a great song uh and like it turns out their sound suits uh TV, which I would not have expected because they're a punk band, but uh, yeah, this this somehow like I got the feeling from this one that it, it feels more like uh, like there's this extra level of confidence, like I'm going to show you. That's I think my my note on that was uh, I can prove it to you. Oh yes, um, yes, it's like an optimistic driving forward. Yeah, there's this like I gotta tell her, and it's gonna work. This song is the like, yes. and it's gonna work. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. Also, the song is about like. As far as I can tell, it seems like he's singing to a partner and saying, I'm an asshole a lot of the time and I'm sorry. And I forget that you matter. Hmm. And when it comes down to it, we all don't matter, but you matter to me and I'm sorry. It's like kind of the feeling I get from the lyrics. That's nice. Which also sort of suits. Yeah. I wouldn't imagine you're driving to the airport because everything Has always been was fine. Well, yeah. no. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, the traditional romantic comedy arc would be you meet. Things are great, but there's some sort of problem, uh, yeah, either like, either internally or externally. I run a multinational corporation that put your mm-hmm. local business out of business. Right. Or like I'm racist or something. Right, something. Um, <laughs> and then they um, and so they but they try to make it work. But then that problem becomes too insurmountable. And so they get they break up. Right. Or with the multinational, like they find out that and once when they're having the secret version of it and you've got mail. Yes. It's OK. And then she's like, what? No, and uh, that's bad. Um, but then I think, sort of, maybe he just lets her down. Whatever. <laughs> See the movie. No, no, no. She um, freaks out. Yeah. She finds out that he owns borders or whatever. Yeah, and then um, 
then it's the the this running at the end thing is the like the love can overcome the big problem that we already found yeah yeah so and in harry met when harry met sally i know it's not to the airport but it's to her yeah um and they had they had already slept together and then that had things had gotten weird and then the you run he finds her you make the speech yes the gotta speech. make the speech yes can't just be there and be like i did it <laughs> yeah i'm totally. here totally there's a speech and then there's some sort of like resolution of the problem that they went through where they they, they like kind of laugh at it usually <laughs> deal with it yeah, yeah. by laughing and then yeah. just are in love yeah I rewatched You've Got Mail recently. Mm -hmm. The resolution of the movie is fucked up. I didn't remember this, but yeah, I mean, he basically owns Barnes and Noble and she owns a local children's bookstore. Yeah. And he, and she, well, but it's on the Upper East Side. Okay. So, or Upper West Side. I don't which, know anything about. Well, that's a very like rich part of Manhattan. And okay. so the whole struggle in that of like, whoa, Barnes and Noble might put this little bookstore <laughs> out of business. I'm like, this little bookstore is like a rich people store. This is like a Hamptons oh. style bookshop. Like, and, is this what it's not like the community center oh funny you know okay that actually makes me feel a lot better about the resolution okay. of the movie because the resolution of the movie is literally barnes and noble does put her bookstore out of business and then she just works at barnes and noble <laughs> that's like <laughs> but and she's like reading to kids at the barnes and noble and it's like yay <laughs> does she work at the at the store or like corporate i think she kind of works because she's like good at she's amazingly good at picking kids books which like uh, a lot of eight-year-olds are you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> like no i thought that she was literally like it's fate like pan back roll credits while she's reading to children at a barnes and noble God, i'm pretty like, sure make them learn themselves yeah Thank you. <sighs> Thank you. You're welcome. I also forget like every romantic comedy is about rich people. They're so rich. Well, sometimes they're about a rich person and a poor person oh, and the rich right. person. And so it's like the Cinderella type thing. Those are my least favorite. Yeah. Because I'm like, what is the connection here that he like has a plane? I don't, <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't believe that. Yeah. Of course he can like change your life with money. That doesn't mean that you're like. Pretty woman is that. Isn't oh, it? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty woman. It does not hold up. Oh, I'll bet. Dude. Oh boy. It's called. Pretty Woman. <laughs> and as a child, when I saw it, I didn't realize that they that was just a a, a prostitute that he was employing as a pro. Like, I was like, he's hired her to be her, his friend for the week. Oh, wow. No, no. They were having a lot of hotel sex that he sure. was paying for. Yeah. Which puts the whole thing in a whole, like... <laughs> Yeah. Where's the romantic story here? Like, yeah. hey, I don't just fuck you. I, I like you. you too. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I pay you for all of that. I pay you for the fucking and the liking. I don't but pay I got you to, both of them. No, oh, I don't pay you to fuck you, and I don't pay you to like you. I pay you to leave. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I do like you, <laughs> Doctor Sharon. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the the thing that really got me the last time I watched Pretty Woman was he takes her to the opera, <laughs> and she says, "I forgot exactly how she phrased it, but I think it's like, oh, there's a band here." I'm like, did she get hit in the head? <laughs> how does she possibly not know? That there will be a band at the like if you know nothing else about the opera, you know there's music. What was her thinking? It's really like I was like this is a, this is a bridge too far for me. Yeah, I mean that movie, you know, Richard Gere also sucks. Like he, oh no, at acting he's oh, like oh, yeah. very bad at it. Yeah, anyway, let's. Dribbles going his butthole. Is it true? No, of course it's not true. <laughs> what the fuck? How would that be true? I don't know. <laughs> like 
how would it fit? It would be one dead gerbil once, and it would be horrific. Yeah. Yeah. No. And this I mean, me I used to think about to it the release a lot. of my new book, "One Dead Gerbil Once," <laughs> and it by was Dave horrific. Rock. And it was horrific. It's a beautiful Forward story for kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meg Ryan loves it. Loves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She put it on all the lists. Can't um, wait to put her out of business. Boy, I mean? then she'll fall in love with you. Uh. So yeah. It's your song. Okay, it's my it's song. song. <laughs> uh, my song is "Give Me Back My Man" by the B52s. Oh, I don't know if I know that one. It was a pretty early, um, it was the second signal, second signal, second single from their 1980 album, Wild Planet. Oh, this is great. I fucking love the B-52s, man. And I was like, okay, I think now we have some like, he can't be talking to his friends. He can't be like practicing the speech or she, if it's me or whoever. Just, you're just like, these are road songs. Yeah. He's like, now he's jamming down the highway. Yes. Go, go faster. Don't think about anything else. Get to the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, a no, are you kidding? No. This is my favorite B-52 song. Oh, it is? I didn't know it was called that. <laughs> yeah, it's supposedly about a, a, a woman whose uh, boyfriend is has been attacked by a shark. Really? Supposedly. I don't know. That That's from Wikipedia, which, you know, I mean, I could have written it. I did. What did she say? I put that on Wikipedia. <laughs> I'll give you... What did she say? I don't know. I'll give you candy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll. It's I'll like I give you. I is it fish and candy? I'll give you fish. fish. That's what it is. And, and I'll, give, I'll you give you fish. fish. I'll, I'll give, give you candy. candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a cool one. And uh, I feel like I was. We're. we're it might have been my choice. Might have been yours. But I feel like we're pulling the um the the pop punk through the uh the the rockabilly wormhole yes, yes. into with with the, some some just general rock along the whole street. Yeah, all the songs at least in this driving part that we're in mm-hmm. have the like the the uh main trappings of pop punk but like in like the versions of that in other genres which like is Like a cool. pizza party but with different toppings. Yeah. Come Man, on, Ma- come on, kids. Mom's fun. Mom is fun. <laughs> <laughs> the Reverend's here to talk to you guys about kissing. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't ever. Don't look at his burn, kids. Don't ever kiss. Don't look at his burn. <laughs> Don't look at his burn. It's not a burn. I was born this way. Okay, whatever it is. <laughs> My name is Reverend Fire. The children. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, so so my next song is okay. like similar mm-hmm. in that it's like determined driving forward, except it's starting to get a little dire. Mm. The tone of this song, I picked it because it's like, okay, now I got to get to the fucking airport now. Uh, uh, it's not cute is, anymore. Fuck this fucking airport. Where the fuck is it? Where the where's the goddamn? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm driving. I don't see an airport. I've been driving for what is I've this five songs now? Come on, give it's me the goddamn like, airport. <laughs> uh, it's not like I'm driving to the highway uh, to stop her from being on the fucking highway. Yeah, I got. I, I'm going to a place and I'm still in the other place. You get know, me to the place on time. <laughs> How do I get? To, I got all this pizza in my mouth. Uh, all these different toppings. <laughs> toppings. There's so much toppings in my my mouth and oh, call right. back. I love you, you dumb bitch. <laughs> You're a whore. <laughs> get us, don't get on the plane, you whore. Uh, I pay you to so, stay. So what's actually. the song? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Heartbeat Parts 1 and 2 by Gloria Jones. Hey. I love this fucking song, man. Um, it was a single in 1964 and later she it was included on her album Come Go With Me in 66. Man, I just want to listen to it. Yeah. 
Let's, let's, let's listen to a little bit. In. I mean, you can still talk. I don't know. No, no, no. I'm listening. Oh, wait. Yeah. I'm listening to this cool playlist. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think, I don't know, I... This is on a few personal playlists of mine, and I, I think I there's an extra reason I like it, which is like this genre of music, this sort of like 60s dance music, soul, garage stuff. I, I love it, and a lot of it, there are like, there are singles that you hear on the radio on oldie stations and classic rock stations, but this was never one of them. No, yeah. And well, you know, uh, it was covered by um, Dusty Springfield later. Really? Yeah, of course it was. Why people fucking be taking yeah, shit? Yeah, come on. I, <laughs> God damn it. Mm. Uh, that's frustrating. Yeah, a lot of the time when you look at that old music, I wonder if that song's like it too. Like she she might not get any of the rights to that. There's so much I of that think shit. She, I think she, I don't, I, I don't want to reassure you, but I do believe um, she, she, I think she's credited as one of the co-writers on it. It's, oh, good. It's her and another guy wrote it together. I'm pretty sure. Good. Um, yeah, and she was in T-Rex. Cause, uh, she was in T-Rex? Yeah, kind of, because she was dating Mark Bolan. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Whoa, cool. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what... I'll look that up. I wonder what song, what T-Rex song she was on. I think like a few. I want to say she played keyboards. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, keyboards and, and backup vocals. Um, she also did the original Tainted Love. You've heard that, right? I know Tainted Love by... Soft Cell. Soft Cell. Yeah. She wrote the original? Well, I mean, it was her song. I think it was but another... I think she co-wrote it. it with the same guy that she did this with. Wow. Aristotle, you want to play a little bit of that version of uh, oh, Tainted cool. Love so Dave can hear it? Dude, I'm going to dig into the Gloria Jones discography. <laughs> of course this was a 60s soul song. Of course it was. Oh, my God. Yeah. I actually have heard this. Yeah, so that's her. Oh, man. I could just listen to this and quit comedy, quite frankly. <laughs> Thank God. We've been working on you that for it. so long. <laughs> so I win the pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was music. Uh, Didn't yeah. think it was going to be that. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, it's been sort of an actually, assassination Dave's thing. Dave's dad guessed that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he said specifically sissy girl music, which I guess yeah, he still gets the still gets the point. She's a girl, yeah. so technically, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, speaking of which, sort of, um, I uh, when you were talking about the like wanting to be a girl when I was a kid, I always. Like I played with boys, always wanted to like be a tomboy, be a boy. I, but anytime I got mistaken for a boy, I was very proud of myself. Oh, really? Yeah. Like interesting. If, if I would have my my hair up and my baseball cap sure. and my little overalls on. Yeah, and you're with like, the hey, cuffs. Like, like I'm not a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I got them. <laughs> and you just like throw and I'd a take frog my frog out of my pocket. <laughs> yep, you got it. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be like, you see that skeeter? And yeah. the frog would be like, I did it. <laughs> my name's Scout. Um, yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I really, I, I, the same sort of thing. And yeah. I think a lot of that was also that like. Um, starting in the eighties, that that was when everything got divided f- by marketing for kids. It was the pink mm. aisle for the girls and the I don't know was robot that, aisle for boys. Is that not a forever thing? No, I mean back in like huh. the fifties or whatever. Like the, the someone decided that pink was girls and blue was boys. Wow! And it used to be, I believe, blue was usually light blue was like a, a little girl color. 
Um, I don't know what the. What if it was Richard was. Gear that decided it, that? What, well, it, or it was it was the gerbil that controls him from inside totally. of his butt. <laughs> it's it's good little totally. levers. Um, <laughs> controls him via prostate. Yep. That's so funny. Yeah. What Why would we assume the robot's brain would be in its head? Wouldn't it be in the butt? That seems like a better place to put it. Totally. It's yeah. more accessible for yeah. sure. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, uh, those things got divided, and I I really do think that that um, fucked up a lot of gender stuff that now is being. I th- I think we could have gone along with gender for a lot longer without it being uh, uh, torn down the way that it is. Sure. Currently, well, I don't know if it's torn. You know, people are like fighting against it now. Sure. Um, because, or like redefining it. Well, yeah, but yeah. because it got so staunch. Yeah, yeah. Um, before that, when it was like people do stuff and other people do other things, I think right. that was a lot better than if you're a girl, you like these toys, yeah, and these baby dolls and these Barbies, and if you're a boy, you like these robots and these dragons because. And if it and if that doesn't fit for you, then you must be the other thing, or there's something wrong with you. Because I was like, I don't really, I hate baby dolls. How come no one will give me these robots? I want them so bad. I wonder how much of the world that we live in, like the things that we absorb and process on a day to day basis, was created for marketing purposes. A lot. I would imagine. Marketing put toys to kids in the '80s was fucked up and crazy. They had to change laws because they, um, like, like with He-Man, they had the toy first and then started the cartoon. And little kids couldn't tell the difference between the cartoon and the uh, commercials. And so when He-Man was suddenly like, "Get your parents to buy me," they were like, "He-Man needs me to do this, Mom. This is important." And it was like a big thing to them. So Whoa. they had to. You remember those like after these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah, little bumpers in between kids shows that was because they had to draw a line between the show is stopping for a minute and now it's going to be commercials oh my god and then we're going to come back whoa yeah isn't that weird that is so weird and awful because i mean marketing for adults is bad enough it's we still get worms in our brains that are like no i do like this kind of soap have you heard the stories about betty crocker how they they were she was like she fucked everybody right i actually didn't know that oh no i'm kidding What if I was like, yes? <laughs> no, that's Joan Crawford. <laughs> um, um, no, Betty Crocker, like, uh, as far as I know, at least like this thing that I, this documentary I saw was talking about how Betty Crocker was the first product that was ever s- at least successfully focus grouped. <gasps> oh, yes, um, I do know about this. Yeah. Yeah. And they ended up, so like, public relations was literally a rebranding of the term propaganda in order to be used for marketing purposes. Wow. Yeah. And the guy who invented public relations was Freud's nephew. And I forget his name, but he used Freudian... Is it baby Freud? Yes. Okay. Damn it. I, why didn't I remember that? Because Freud is in it. Yeah. And he's younger. Yeah. It's like so... It's like a, <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. It's like a... You're not the quickest On the bug. nose mnemonic device. You're not the, the... You're right. I'm pretty stupid. Yeah. Baby Freud. <laughs> this is this is a less cool playlist now. Uh, no. <laughs> um, Don't blame the cool playlist. <laughs> Do uh, not blame the playlist. But yeah, with Freddie um, Crocker, it was they they made the mix where it could just be made with water. Correct? Is this what you're talking about? Uh, yeah, they literally made it. They they sold like whatever their first muffin mix. It was advertising. The way they advertised it was. Uh, the whoever's making well they advertised it to literally housewives mm-hmm. and they were like you're at home you can make this so easily you don't have to know how to bake you can make blueberry muffins or whatever and all you had to do was take the little the different packets and put water in them and it wasn't selling and they realized through focus grouping that um 
the people making dinner wanted to feel like they were cooking, so they changed it so you add an egg. Yep. And uh, then they felt like they were actually baking. Yeah. When, like, clearly we, we obviously, we had the technology for you to not have to fucking do anything yeah. at all. Yeah, and there's probably uh, more than one egg in there, but they're like, just tell them to put one egg, we'll do the rest. So they feel like they're contributing. Yeah. And they did that, I don't know, through asking questions that were literally rooted in your, like, child psychology. Mm-hmm. It was Freudian psychology. And I think that's so interesting. that now. So now we live in a world where that's been happening for over 50 years. <laughs> That's oh yeah, we are pickled. I was listening pickled to uh, the Daily to, uh, before Whoa, I came here. Yeah, wait, stop smart. the presses, everybody! Dave yeah, listens right. to the Daily. I am mm. a genius. That's wow, right. what's happening in other countries? Oh. I have sex with a lot of college professors <laughs> at once. Yeah. Just like a big pile? Only one time, too. <laughs> I've, I've only had sex one time, and there are a lot of people That's there. That's a weird way to do it if you've only done it once. It was scary, because it they're so it's smart. It's not always like that. It's not always like that. <laughs> well, it is for me. Well, <laughs> I have only had one experience. You can explore. No, I can't. Oh, wow. Those professors... You've perfected it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, once you have sex with professors, what are you going to have sex with some fucking... That's true. Rube? Some dum-dum, some ding-dong, <laughs> some fucking doink. Yeah, some fucking dead raccoon you killed with a hammer. Hell no, dude. Don't knock it till you try it. Good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I was listening to the Daily, and, and it was like uh, one. Of, it was an episode about gun control, and it, literally a guy whose kid was killed at Sandy Hook was like explaining gun ads that he had seen in magazines since and they were he was explaining a thing i had never thought about which is that they advertise these guns in military font and one of them literally said um uh destroy the opposition with this or something yeah and he was just explaining like imagine if you're a sad kid and you you have been bullied who's the opposition to you and i was like right i never thought of this at all oh yeah Uh, well i mean it's like i i tweeted once after one of the school shootings i was so fed up i tweeted okay now i do want to take your guns away (laughs) not like i'm not a senator i'm not going to be able to do that i'm not going to people's houses and ringing their doorbells but like that's what that makes me feel Mm -hmm. like wow okay yeah now i really don't think anybody should have them yeah um and i got so and somebody found it, one of those big, like, monster dudes sure. um, who's like, look at this girl. Everybody go get her. And so I got... Day of a school shooting. But he's British. Cool um, guy. Yeah. Cool man. And so I got dragged <laughs> for that. But it was dragged by all these people being like, yeah, you want to take my gun? Well, I'm a responsible gun owner, so I'm going to fucking kill you with it. And right. I'm like, okay, where right. is... This is all madness. Yeah. Um, but back to your original point about just a, a, a manipulation of marketing um i when i was in college we had a, a guy from i think germany some european country come talk to us about the way that their media works and it's all state run and he was sure. like i know you guys they like think- march and stuff and they like see <laughs> kyle and shit. Yeah, <laughs> well yeah, yeah. i mean state well, run media and, yeah, yeah. well i mean that's basically what he was like i know you guys think that that means that we're really controlled yeah. and it's terrible but actually ours is far less controlled than yours because yours is controlled by corporations by the market yeah Yeah. all these companies get to decide what gets said and what tv shows happen whereas in my country if it's if the if it's like approved by the arts administration 
then that's on TV. It doesn't wow. matter. Like, does it not sell that many cookies? Who cares? Still a good show, so wow. it's still here. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to have a not horribly corrupt government or not horribly sure. corrupt administration about specifically the arts, I also I feel like even then it would be oh, better all, yeah. than the capitalism deciding. Well, I suppose if, you, if it was uh, transparent, at least, like you as a consumer were like, well, I know this is owned by these this government that also does all these other things to me. So right. then, then possibly you're right. Yeah. I mean, I guess if, also if it's like dictatorial, it's obviously worse. Well, but. but I mean, all the stuff that we do, entertainment, jokes, TV shows. Yeah. I'm really proud of us. Yeah. No, um, I, <laughs> I <know. laughs> those, those are all you things. You and me are good at it. Yeah. And no one else is. Movies, they get, <laughs> they get into people's heads and they like whisper things that people think are just truth. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is just the way it is. Like we were saying about like the songs that make people feel like this is the right way to treat people in relationships or movies that do that. Like, yeah, it's not about consistently being a good partner. It's about fucking up and then running to the airport. (laughs) Like we hear that enough and we're like, yeah, that's how the world is. There's a whole decided by people who are just trying to sell us things. Right. I'm going to go ahead and be punk. Totally. Mm hmm. Man, I really do love punk. <laughs> Truly, it's so important to but me. But then you run into like uh, the Sex Pistols, and right. it's like, well, that's bullshit too. It's yeah. I mean, it's manufactured. It's anything that you turn into dogma for yourself is a bad idea. You know, you got to take what you can, you, what you can from it. I yeah. think. But I think punk has a lot of good to offer. The problem is that you can also skew it in a way that's real bad. Like, you remember oh, yeah. when the fucking, we talk about this on Suicide Buddies a lot. Don't, um, don't double up then. Um, oh, kidding. sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you're right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Do it. Uh, Joe Queer, the lead singer of the Queers, mm-hmm. came out in defense of the cops in Ferguson. Wow. How insane is that? How are you ever in a punk band and you're like, cops are good at all? Well, but... I actually <laughs> think that a lot of, because th- this has happened with a few punk and other kinds of like new wave and whatever people who suddenly go down that yeah well and i think that some of it comes from and comics also i think that some of it comes from what they've been taught to do is question what they're told Mm -hmm. and so when they're told hey the cops are doing something bad they turn on that same system in their brain and are like let me break this down let me figure out why this is wrong because this seems like the authority message now totally because i'm getting it from the media or whatever i don't know but it's like uh, Things way. get even half popular and punks rage against it. Yeah. yeah to, or like everyone in America. That's, that's why machines are all getting destroyed. Um, I love machines. I rage against them. <laughs> so <laughs> the next song on the playlist <laughs> is Together Alone by Terrell Corporation. Wow. I don't know that song. Yeah. It's weird. It's not. Terrell Corporation is, uh, is Alden Terrell. I, I might be saying this wrong. It is not widely known he's like a um uh his real name is martin hugendik he's a producer from the netherlands and he puts out stuff sometimes and i just like that this is sort of like this uh pop like like a little bit punky a little bit italo disco a little bit like new wavy and it just felt like like it montage of going to you know chasing someone down yeah this is like uh, the guy has gotten to the airport yeah. and he's like, where is she? Yeah. 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 Running trying to through. find what he's like trying to remember where she's going. So he's like, lo- runs up and looks at the screen. Like mm-hmm. how many flights are going to Antwerp right now? Yeah. She's going to Antwerp. Yeah. Where else would she be going? Well, also, I, where yeah. is Antwerp? Is it Netherlands? I believe so. 
We are dumb. <laughs> yeah. So totally. Aristotle's gonna check that for us. <laughs> this is um, perfect. Yeah. Cool. Totally. cool. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so great. Is there? Is it instrumental or are there uh-huh. vocals? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. There's also a little hope in it. Uh, it's in Belgium. Fuck. Well, she's going to Belgium. From the Netherlands. From the Netherlands. From Holland. Right. That's the this same thing. This guy is in Holland. Yes. He is yeah. at the Anne Frank house. Yeah, I don't even know how <laughs> I found... This is one of those things where it was like a Google to a Google to a Google where I'm like, I guess I this is on my computer now. Wow. This is on my, my playlists. Yeah. Um, but I liked it. The song's great. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm yeah, going and to like off literally of listen to this very cool. Yeah, playlist. it's called uh, "Together Alone," and I guess it was an EP. It was like a collection of three songs from 2009 that he put out. 2009. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Does this guy have a lot of records? I think he's he's like a producer, so I think he works with different people and puts out his own tracks sometimes. And yeah, is, yeah like uh, I I tried to look him up. Um, and uh, like I found his little bio, which I don't, I don't need to read the whole. <laughs> little things are little. I know. Oh, I should stop being like this bio. little. His, I found his little bio. Um, <laughs> Look at you, little bio. His, he does have. It says he has an unassuming approach. I just want to enjoy myself in the studio. I just want to if enjoy. If people myself. enjoy what comes out of the other side, <laughs> then I very much appreciate it. I like it. Wouldn't say enjoy. But yeah, it, it seems like <laughs> his thing is like taking. Um, different eras of music and and seeing combining them. and doing yeah doing new things with them and combining them sure yeah, yeah. it was like i felt i feel that cool yeah that was like if Kraftwerk wrote an interpol song yeah kind of yeah. yeah without without any like yeah right but better you know it's funny is that like i've had to accept that i guess Kraftwerk is a respectable band and they were like were you know groundbreaking but i just have never listened to an inter uh, a craftwork song and liked it not ever hmm. which you know obviously we all have our own taste but i have so many friends that are like they changed music forever and wow, i fucking really dude, I have i've never heard someone talk well like i have a couple of people when i was in college but um so many is like but three. you know people try stuff out then um yeah. <laughs> yeah, i like, i feel like i was surprised hearing interpol and how like just poppy they seemed to me what do you mean? Like, I expect them to be like this, like groundbreaking. Oh yeah. Like, oh, they're doing something totally different. I'm like, are they? Oh, huh. yeah. This because is just so really many easy to listen to. Yeah, it's very yeah. catchy. Yeah. It's yeah. So many people were like, it, so many arty people were really into that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That it was like, you probably won't get this. I'm like, really? I feel like most people will get this. This. That's how I feel about. It. I never. It just never happened. I never really listened to Pavement until recently. Oh. For whatever reason, Pavement never came into my world, and everyone talked about it, and I just assumed they were like a. Sort of like grungy emo-y band uh, that was really good, mm-hmm. but I like had a lot of that, so I didn't really listen to it. And then I listened to it, and I was like, "This is the most boring music I've ever heard in my life." It's I, is Pavement one of your guys? No, okay. no, but it was leading me to like it th- makes me think of like the 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 air, image of death metal. That is often on bands that are practically musical theater. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, uh, <laughs> obviously. Like Cradle of Filth. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like obviously Kiss. And, oh, um, I see. Yes, yes, yes. Even, like, the first time I saw Metallica, not that these are things are death metal, but, like, the, the image is like, oh, check us out, you know? And then. <laughs> Wait, it's like what? It's like, check us out. <laughs> <laughs> that in that voice is the so first, funny. The first time I heard Metallica, there was a little boy at my um, 
camp that I had a crush on and he was really into Metallica and so mm-hmm. he put his headphones on me for me to listen to it. I was like, this is, say the right thing, say the right thing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Add something to the conversation, something yeah. interesting. Yeah. And I was like, uh, he sounds like a musical theater guy. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I was like, no, like he could be in like Phantom of the Opera or something. <laughs> like that's the way he sings. And and you did not. It didn't work out boy. with that boy. I'm no, sorry. it didn't. But um, like even was it Barack Obama? It was. Um, I knew it. it. Oh, is that the same one you went to high school with? Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> also meatloaf. Like that imagery is like wow. Totally. I'm gonna kiss the devil, and then it's like. But it's like. I'm always in a bathtub. Danzig. I'm like, when's somebody gonna put Glenn Danzig in a in a musical? Absolutely. Tear it up. It's so operatic. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, He referred to the Misfits recently as like as his bitches kids music. Well, like, yeah. But what's funny is that like a number of Misfits onesies. So, but yeah, and it is. Goofy music. Maybe it was goofy toddler music or something like that. But it was like you were calling it childish in some way. And it is. Mm -hmm. But compared to the rest of his music, it's like the most adult. It's the most adult thing he's ever made. True. Yeah. Danzig. It gets gets very silly. (laughs) Maybe Sam Hain is still like punky. But Danzig is like, that's the, you know, his big single is fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Whoa, what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) But it does. I, I feel like if he hasn't read for the Phantom. Someone has fucked totally. up. Totally, that would be great casting. Also, has anyone ever covered that song "Mother" but said "Mommy"? <laughs> 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 Mommy, dude. I don't know. I think we need to do it. Uh, I, I was about to say. <laughs> I feel like someone's going to. I think so. I think his name <laughs> is. Shmay Barack Fnoff. Obama. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm here with Smash now. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Barack Obama. Smash <laughs> Man and Barack Obama. And we're here to talk about Dave's junior year of high school. Come on, Dave. <laughs> this is too silly. Sorry. We have something really important to do here. Okay, sorry. We're trying to... G- <laughs> I'm really sorry. You should be sorry. Check us out. <laughs> is the... <laughs> Oh, I love that as a catchphrase. You gotta check out our band. Check us out. SoundCloud. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. (laughs) The devil does. I I lost my mind recently on Twitter. Cause, so I heard someone say the devil, and I was like, that sounds like the silliest name of the silliest person. The devil. The devil. I'm the, the devil. Hello, hello, I'm the devil. The devil. I got a little bad little honey <laughs> and a bad thought. I'm a little I'm devil. A, I'm a bad little boy. I'm a devil. <laughs> <laughs> Don't catch me. <laughs> I'm the devil. <laughs> like, it's so silly that that's the name of the person who's supposed to be the scariest. Totally. Like, totally. Like, it's too close to, I guess, like, Bull Weevil or something. <laughs> like, I'm a devil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just take little baths in my bathtub. I'm a devil. <laughs> it's funny because it's also like, yeah, devil like is now just so representative of a of a thing uh-huh. to us now that an actual devil would definitely not associate himself with that. It would be like, hi, I'm, I'm a demon. I'm mean, Steve. Yeah, yeah. And they call me that because I'm mean. And I'm going to be mean to you. <laughs> mm, I don't like wearing pants. I like being out in the wind. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a Cause devil. It's fucking hot where I'm I a live. devil. Yeah, I'm a devil and it's hot down here. So yeah. I have to wear torn shorts. No one likes Steve. <laughs> or that, who's that guy who's his friend? <laughs> the devil. Well, they both I, seem I mean like Steve, real nerds. The devil. <laughs> the devil's really hot and he makes fire and I I'm say hot, mean I'm stuff. I'm fire and I said neat and stuff too. Your butt is fat and I that's like why it's eggs. hot where you live. <laughs> I do tricky things to your eggs. Um, <laughs> you lied to your wife and that's why you're down here. <laughs> 
Actually, no, that sends you to heaven, probably. Check it out. Okay. It out. Next, <laughs> next song is yours. This is serious business. Yeah, you're damn right. The next song is... We're teaching people to love. Uh, by Michael Giacchino, and it's called the Mission Impossible theme. <laughs> and uh, hell yeah, dude. I included this in the playlist because I figured that I was the guy was going to have to fight some TSA agents. Oh, I was just seeing him like <laughs> leaping over luggage and like. Uh, oh yeah, it starts that way. It's kind of a parkour. But he knocks some shit over. Well, air, in a post 9/11 world, if you're jumping over turnstiles, because he's running through the security. Okay, checkpoint. so then they're all chasing him. But they're, they're all, like, this they're guy's dopey. They were all like eating sandwiches and Absolutely. stuff. So and like one of them was it's pooping, all, so his pants Kevin are half James. off, and they're like, yikes! So they're <laughs> yeah. moving real slow. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah. Totally. No, it's Kevin James. Also, some of them are on segways. Oh, for sure, sure. That's but, Kevin James's brother. Gary Valentine. Yeah, yeah, but the one ones on Segways <laughs> have big dogs. Then they're they they stop to smell something, and so that like and they get holds up the, the, the Segway. Seg- yeah, yeah. So so yeah. our guy is still making time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um. So yeah, this is the as you said, um, the Michael G. I think it's Giacchino. 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 All right. Michael Giacchino. I debated, by the way, um, the Lalo Shrifkin. What that now? Lalo Sh- Lalo <laughs> Shrifkin uh, composed the original. Um, or, or, I'm sorry, I'm saying this wrong. <clears throat> Lalo <laughs> Schifrin composed the original um, uh, Mission Possible theme. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I just searched on Spotify, and I found the one that sounded real, and so I assumed that was the original. Well, this was from the TV show, what we're hearing right now. Oh. The one that you put on is from the movie, which um, and that, that dude uh, scored a lot of like J.J. Abrams oh. movies, so when J.J. Abrams got brought on to reboot the the, the series, which I believe movies. was three. Three, yeah. Um, he brought him on and yeah, so he took the original the the original tune and like you know, zhuzhed it around a little bit. Sure, 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 sure. Mm-hmm. Made it a little bit more modern or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's still very it's much still a it. classical. Oh yeah. yeah. It's still that song. No, the debate for me was between choosing that one, the classic version, or Take a Look Around by Limp Biscuit, which was Limp Biscuit's version of the Mission Impossible theme for Mission Impossible 2. Mm, I'm not familiar with it. Could you sing a few bars? Um, absolutely. Um, uh, sure. Um, uh, punch, 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 punch. I'm Limp Bizkit. Punch my truck, 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 truck. Christina Aguilera's a whore. <laughs> red hat, stonewashed jeans, red hat, stonewashed Nookie. jeans. <laughs> yeah. I like sex and only sex and only <laughs> sex... Yeah, I've yeah. never ever had sex. <laughs> I'm a virgin, but I like sex. <laughs> One time I almost, but I got scared at the last minute. Dude, it's so corny. Crank it, dude. Oh, this man. Everything from this era just sounds like PT Cruisers to me. Yes, and when his voice comes in, it's something like, "It's a weird world, man." Uh. Sometimes. You just gotta set a bomb off or some stupid bullshit. Yeah. Oh, like he talks his way in? Yeah. He's like, all right. Man, Kid Rock and 311 must have been pissed off they didn't get this. Oh, I'm wrong. He started rapping immediately. Did Maybe you know you that the Eminem had a big beef with Fred Durst? Did you know that? Yeah. Isn't that in one of his songs? It is. It is. And I I guess I sort of knew that, but I, I saw... I. I am a huge nerd specifically for Eminem's rap beefs. Oh, they're they are the silliest things. So funny. They're so silly. And he's such a good rapper that the songs are incredible because they're so mean. But the but the <laughs> bummer of it is that it's like 
his the level of anger that he has maintained i'm like is now just comical oh it's embarrassing it's like but buddy do you need like a push pop or something have you seen do you want to take a nap have you seen the 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 this video machine gun kelly made for him yeah. it's so good yeah the he's just like you're just sitting around your mansion with a dictionary yeah <laughs> it's so funny yeah i didn't know machine gun kelly much before that and it made me really like him he was like literally in his diss rap he's like yeah you're the best ever we know that you're being a fucking dick right now yeah <laughs> it's so funny yeah i was at that um that bonnaroo show where there was gunshots Oh, Remember really? This? Last summer, they, yeah. he, he played Bonnaroo, and there were gunshot sounds in the songs, oh and God. it freaked people out. Yeah. And then there was this big backlash online that was like, oh, then don't go to don't go to uh, rap shows then, Jan. Like that kind of stuff. Yikes. And it what? was like, okay, well, a couple <laughs> things to consider in this. <clears throat> One, there People were, get shot at concerts there, all the time? People get shot at concerts all the time now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, I was there. These gunshots were weirdly loud, like yeah. louder than the songs, and not... Only, realistic. They were not only in songs that have gunshot sounds in them. Uh, like I know those. I know this. And I'm like sometimes they would just kind of throw them in, and that was when it was like, oh fuck. Also, yeah. this is Bonnaroo. Everyone is on what mushrooms? Yeah. These are people on drugs. These are kids on drugs with muddy feet. Also, Bonnaroo's in Tennessee, which is a concealed carry state. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So it was really like all of the like, don't be so upset about it. It was like, Dude, you know what? That, give me a break. Whatever man. mean dad raised you, it's get mad at him, not these people. He, 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 he you're allowed to feel scared sometimes. Sorry, wow. did I did I hit a hit a chord with the mean dad? <laughs> yeah, wow. you just took me back there. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just no, feel I was like, just every, like, like sitting in how like fucked that. up They're that like, is. You're not allowed to be upset about that. I'm like, I'm like, I can literally hear someone screaming that at you as a child. Totally. Like, yeah, to- it's okay. <laughs> exactly, man. You're not allowed to be upset about that. Is so many of the arguments that we have in online lately, and it's like, yes. You are always allowed to be upset about whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Anyone is. Just like keep on trucking. You can feel stuff. If it's not your thing. Goddamn. <laughs> see, see, that's the thing. I've also talked about this before. One of my things that I, I'm nostalgic for for my youth was mm-hmm. when I was coming up, they pushed tolerance. It was all tolerance, tolerance, mm-hmm. tolerance. And then it became like you have to fully accept people, mm-hmm. which that's nice. That's great. But I think that it pushes that button a little bit where it's like if someone comes across something in their feed or life that they don't fully accept rather than just tolerate it and keep on trucking, they're like, wait, no. And I'm like, well, you don't have to. There's also this weird thing that we've been trained. I don't know if it's through something similar to that or or just by nature of how social media works, but we've been trained to deal with everything publicly. Uh Like I notice people who are Oh yeah, or else you're a coward. Yeah. Like what? Dude. Yeah, that quote that people pull out a lot that's like uh oh god, what is it? It's like um uh silence is complicity oh, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, or like yeah, the, the thing that they person. say that's about like yeah. fucking Germans who didn't speak up in Nazi Germany about whether or not you tweet about a problem. <laughs> it's just like if you think you're a hero for writing a tweet, fuck you. <laughs> Are <laughs> well, you it's kidding? also it's all cacophony. <laughs> it's a cacophony. <laughs> Yeah, it's just con- like it's not like someone's pulling out something far more wise than everybody else, which is why mm. people are also still pushing around those old quotes like yeah. that and that Mr. Rogers quotes because somebody already said it. Good. Yeah. We don't need to. We don't need to constantly be screaming about everything. Yeah, I I, I often think of Twitter like um, 
I try to remind myself that it's a parking lot, but I think of it like a party. And so often I'm like, you should go home. Yeah. You've been here too long at this party. Dude, You're I've not welcome at now. my party anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it really is just a parking lot full of people screaming at each other. Just screaming. Anyway. I mean, it, it, what's funny is that it has such a positive function for people. Like, like what I just said, there actually are ways to be heroic writing a tweet, but those people live in like North Korea and Syria and yes. shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> people who don't have their, don't have a, a way of getting their stories out finally, like, yeah. yes, they've got an outlet. Mm-hmm. We can hear their point of view and their stories, even if it's not being con- con- like sanctioned and covered by some big gatekeeper. It's also so manipulative to say that thing like if you don't say anything you're complicit because the people who are saying that are picking and choosing which battles they fight. Yeah, but this is coming from a guy who like watches people kill raccoons with hammers. You know? That's true. That's a good point. That is a very good point, actually. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about at all. I think it's so funny to say I fuck dead animals. (laughs) I hope I get tweets about this. Yes, that's right. Listen to me. Take this soundbite and put it online, please. This can be a ringtone. I kill... Then fuck, then eat animals. I eat my own cum from the inside of raccoons that I killed, then fucked. But leather's murder. (laughs) Fur is murder. Yes, but also I donate to PETA regularly. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, (laughs) you throw those carcasses in the windows. Absolutely. Um, Baby on board or whatever. (laughs) Guys, you know, we make jokes to release tension, not to uh, co-sign things. Um, So anyway, we're running through the airport. Yes. This is it. Well, we've been fighting TSA. T- fighting TSA. Totally. We're getting there. And uh-huh. this is the part that I like. Okay. Because I do feel like I'm coming up with a crackpot theory as I speak. Got it. All of this artifice is to earn the right to make the speech. And the speech needs to be, the, that moment needs to be like uh, uh, vulnerable and honest and not asking for anything and just like no holds barred. Yeah. So this right. song. No expectations, just saying how I feel. You're important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Not trying to like be cool, not trying to be angry or self deprecating. So, so this, this is not a is, cool choice. He catches her. Yeah. And he says. Catches her. She's not a rabbit. You don't know that. <laughs> okay, fair. Well, he, sorry, I did so say that wrong. So he corners her. He corners her. <laughs> he traps her. <laughs> he traps her. <laughs> he puts her in a box. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think this song does that. This is uh, Bleed and Love by Leona Lewis. Oh, I don't know it. Yeah, you do. No, no this way. Was, this was a big hit. Got a lot of radio play. It came out in 2007 on her album Spirit. But I do think I that know. it's a real, like, just like, I'm, this is, uh, I can't do anything but feel this feel. Yeah. Closed off from love. This is great. Yeah. After all that chaos, and now it's just two people, like the whole rest of the airport disappears. Yeah. And it's just the two of you, human beings. Human beings in the middle of a hockey rink. No, in airport. <laughs> What? what are they're we talking in an airport. About? This is the whole story we're uh, building. That's right. I was. It, I sorry. I forgot. It wasn't to stop her from getting on the team. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then you hit her with a puck in the face. <laughs> okay, that's pretty weird. <laughs> I didn't say, it um, seems oddly violent. But yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I I like that it's not like it's one of those like I've got I've gotten broken down sort of love songs, but it's not self deprecating. It's not like and I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. It's just like 
yeah, I just, I just fucking love you and, and I, I'm not going to stop and I, and it's okay. Like whatever it's, this is just how I'm going to feel. I love that type of sentiment. That's cool. Like, uh, yeah, like I think like that's the hurts, reason. But it's not like, like she, she's not loving it. She's bleeding the love. Yeah. But she's not blaming anybody. It's like kind of the type of love that I was talking about in that bouncing soul song. Like I could, yeah, like. And the problem with a lot of romantic comedies, which mm-hmm. is like the speech is like, I need you. Whereas oh, yeah. like a much better speech to give is like, I'll live one way or another without you. I'll be okay. But I fucking really want you in my life. So yes or no. Yeah. And then I'm done. Yeah. Uh, because the other thing is so many of these movies are like, I want you and I'm going to I'm going to stand in front see, of your house you every understand. day. Yeah. I'm going to bother you yeah. to the point of it being illegal. So I'm saying that that that, that say anything <laughs> shit of like Dude, I'm just going to show up under your window. So shitty. Yeah, um it, it's yeah, I think that it's a uh, it, it really weird that one of the romantic options of things to say that I have heard both said to me and said in in TV shows and movies is no one else will ever love you like I do. No one will love no one will ever love you more than I will. Miranda, Yikes, man, a, Amanda, whatever. But like, R- Amanda, oh, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> You're saying that yeah. this is the best you got. Pick it, dum dum. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll, it also sets a weird precedent that you're going to say other weird, absolutist <laughs> bullshit to me. Yeah. Well, well, like, I'm the only person that knows where the grocery store is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's just Tommy. He, he started living in a box behind the house, but we love each other. <laughs> <laughs> Once a day he comes out and he says something um very strange strange and extreme. <laughs> but he gets me, you know. He mm. trapped me in an airport once. You <laughs> trapped me in a box in an airport. <sighs> but yeah, and that's that's the real thing. I mean, that's the and I think you're right. It's that simple thing like again, the when Harry met Sally. I think that's I think a lot of people consider that like the 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 top romantic comedy. I got something in my eye now. Um is it tears? <laughs> it is. It's feelings. <laughs> um, it's sunscreen. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's really bright in this room with no windows. I, earlier. Oh, man. <laughs> you're fucking right. I'm such a dumb dumb. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite romantic comedy is uh, The Princess Bride because it's actually funny. Most romantic comedies are not, are not funny. Comedies. They're not comedies. They're just romantic. But When Harry Met Sally, that's a, that's a pretty good one. Um, and his speech in that is like... Um, I, I like all the things about you. I like all the, all the things about you basically. Yeah, right. Yeah. And let's do this. And I had to come tell you right now, because when you figure out what you want the rest of your life to be, you want to start right away. Um, or who you want to spend it with. You want to start right away. And, um, yeah, it's not like I'm going to die without you. It's just, I like you a whole lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. It was that's such a better be. message. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never seen When Harry Met Sally, ever. Really? Yeah, which is weird, because I love... Here's the thing. I have a, like, uh, inexplicably so, I have a thing with Paul Reiser. I, I don't really Oh, you guys kind of... Yeah, like I miss this? him. I miss him a lot. <laughs> do a lot of... Uh, what's this? Was this 
tweet bump assholes. <laughs> yeah, you take two fists, you, you bump them up against sideways. Each other. Yeah, bumping buttholes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, we had a we had a, a two man improv group called Bumping Buttholes. <laughs> you and Paul Reiser. Yeah, he's not in when Harry Mantelli. Actually, wait, who is? Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm thinking of Billy Crystal. That's who I meant to say. Oh, oh, actually, I, I do remember that improv group. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bumping buttholes, yeah. And it's funny. He would never let you talk. That was not fair. Yeah. It's just all those characters. He would just fuck me. I know, but he was always doing accents. I know, it was weird. They were pretty funny voices, to be honest. It's true. Well, that's why. Do you like I'm so these things? <laughs> I felt like I'm not supposed to be watching this, but I paid, you know? Uh. <laughs> Alternative comedy, man. Absolutely. <laughs> it does not make sense. Constantly trying to figure out what type of fucking is okay to joke about. <laughs> None of it. <laughs> oh, you're right. Fucking is serious. <laughs> With raccoons? No, that's funny. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell. Unless you're a raccoon. That's then true. Then obtain consent. <laughs> of course. Well, if, I mean, obviously that for <laughs> sure. <laughs> like definitely <laughs> do that. That's how they do it. That was a little co- ra- uh, raccoon I conversation. It. I understand. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, next song is yours. Um, so this next song is the song that plays when she says no. Mm. And she decides, you know what? I do love you, and I liked your fucking speech. <laughs> She's a very abrasive person, but he likes that about her. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh and she's like but you know i you know i got this job working for halliburton and i just have to take it it's what i've always wanted i love oil you know wow and, uh, <laughs> so i'm going to antwerp where halliburton is <laughs> wait what <laughs> well i just realized that i was said that halliburton thing and i was like wait she's going to antwerp so i was just kind of making fun of the fact that i didn't really connect the dots on my dumb story it's oh, all I'm metaphorical I know. No, but yeah, so... Um, <laughs> so she's like not into it. Yeah, and she's like, you know, you know I do love you and you're wonderful, but I'm going to go. And yeah. Uh, yeah, this song is Miss the Boat by Modest Mouse. Off of their 2007 album also, We Were Dead Before the Ship Even Sank. It's one of the albums that Modest Mouse fans tend to not like. Hmm. It's the one that came out right after Good News for People Who Love Bad News, mm-hmm. which was the one with Float On on it that like really blew them up into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. And so... They like, this is where, what's his name? Johnny from the Smiths. Uh, um, James Mercer from the Shins is doing backup vocals. Don't you mean? No? Um, no, the guy, the guitarist from the Smiths joined Modest Mouse at this album. Hmm. Uh, and I I believe it's from the Smiths or maybe from The Cure. Um, uh, Johnny Marr. Johnny Marr. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about Johnny Marr from the Smiths. Yeah, he joined yeah. Modest Mouse. And apparently, I was talking to my buddy who's a huge Smiths fan about this the other day who's read a lot about this. He said that Johnny Marr says in interviews that playing with Modest Mouse is his favorite part of his music career. Wow. More so than the Smiths because he always wanted to be in a touring American band. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this album, I love this album. And I was just listening to it. I work in a in a warehouse sometimes and like... We like everyone in there is a music nerd. We talk about music a lot, and someone put this album on, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I stopped listening to this because so many people had talked shit about it. Yep. But I love this record. It's so good, and that song is at the end of a string of like three or four songs that are pretty intense, mm-hmm. and then it's this light, airy, very, um, it's like a very wistful and still hopeful 
song that is lamenting something sad that yeah. they lost. That yeah. They missed that the you boat. Missed the boat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. The way that these stories are constructed, it's like, oh, no. what? Everything will fall apart if they say no. And like, yeah. No, they won't. You'll still eat breakfast tomorrow. You did the thing. Yeah, and you all, know you that you can do it. You did all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were afraid, and you did the brave thing, and that's all you could have done. So yeah. that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... I think that we've gone through this era of doing that as like um, of like the unhappy endings to be like, does that blow your mind? <laughs> yeah. You didn't see it coming, right? Um, and now it's sort of like, okay, there's all bets are off now. It could be a happy ending or an unhappy ending. Right. All you, just yeah. see what happens. Just do what you can control. Yeah. yeah man, and it's that so is, hard to operate that way too. Oh, yeah. It's, think, but it's a fun thing about getting older. Yeah, you I learn found, to aspire to that at least. Yeah, and I found myself being like, I want to like realizing that I'm, I want to do a good job at this. Yeah, like I, I, I'm going to aim towards the thing that I want, but I think for a long time, especially when I was younger, it was like, well, right now is whatever. I'm just when I get to the thing, that's that's what life's about. Yeah. Instead of being like, okay, I'm going to point at the thing, and then everything between me and the thing is life. That's life. And yeah. I'm going to try to do a good job at all that. If it's being a friend, being a, a, an employee, being a creator, being a partner in a relationship, I just want to do a good job, you yeah. know, and do things that like I can look back on and be proud of. And yeah. be like, okay, I handled that as well as I could. What Did I chicken out of telling them at the airport? No, I went ahead and told yeah. them. Did they go for it? No. But I did it in a cool or, way. Or if I did chicken out, I tried again. And yeah. I tried again until and I get better did at it. it. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Until it's the right situation. Like maybe some part of me knew that's not it. Yeah. And maybe I wanna maybe I wanna get it braver than that part of me or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's all like constant learning. Um I like that sentiment a lot. I think this was a great playlist. I think so too. Really great pray, pray list. And we we had pray list, you know. Yep, we addressed <laughs> the issues that we have with the situation and still came out on top. You're damn you know right. Saying? Well, it's so still, like there so was some romantic. cool like nuggets of wisdom in here. Oh fuck yeah, man! And some weird I'd, fucking jokes I'd that I to this all moment over the place feel bad about. Feel sort of bad about. Well, like at least we didn't make fun of people committing suicide, you know? Huh. I'm. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. I guess I guess what I'm saying is I just want to say to all the <laughs> raccoons listening <laughs> that I do not support you being fucked mm. because yeah. you cannot offer consent and that's not okay. Well, except to another raccoon. Can they communicate? Why would you assume to know that they can't? Oh, because you can't talk to raccoons. Nobody can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! So that's how it works. That's oh, how it shit. is. Uh, you can't see, but I just slapped the mic and it's spinning in circles. Yeah, yeah. I'm ducking. <laughs> yeah, I'm ducking. Yeah, ducking. totally. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, this was so fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for doing it. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? Uh, my website is DaveToTheRoss.com, and uh, I'm Dave to the Ross on Instagram and Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter anymore. And um, and your yeah, podcast. So my podcast is called Suicide Buddies. It's also on Starburns Audio. Aristotle produces that. I host it with Hampton Yunt. So that comes out every week. And also there's links to that and uh, on my website. Also, mm. I don't know when this drops, but July 24th is the day that you can pre-order my album that comes out in August. Yay! The album is called The Only Man Who Has Ever Had Sex. 
Wow, um, who's it about? It's about me. Why is it called that then? <laughs> <laughs> huh, interesting name, seeing as how you have never had sex. Um, yeah, the only man who has ever had sex, uh, you know, with a... Raccoon. <laughs> um, that'll be out on a special thing records, and you can find it on that website. So yeah, do cool. that. Give me your money. Sounds good. Do it. <laughs> I mean, specifically you, Eliza. Give yeah. me your money. I'll get a free copy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Eliza Skinner. You can follow the podcast at, at Cool Playlist Pod. You can also find our website at coolplaylistpod.com and you can find links to all the playlists we make and anything we talk about and our Patreon. We don't have advertisers, so we rely on Patreon co-producers like you. The theme music is by Ross Bryant. The art and logo is by D. Billy at Duchess and the Queen Studio. And the podcast is produced by cool DJ Aristotle Acevedo. Oh, and you can always rate and review us on iTunes. Everybody loves that. Bye. Bye.